I mean this. We have to start talking about sacrifices for 1% lives. Like, if you're gonna make your dream, if you wanna be in fucking the two-game video game, if you wanna be friends with LeBron and Marlo, if you wanna be in sneaker deal, you need to eat some fucking bullshit. Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, and I'm doing my podcast with two very handsome and accomplished gentlemen today. Uh, we decided not to do Ask Gary Vee in live um, because we're gonna record this before a ridiculously awesome announcement uh, that they're gonna drop at some point during this interview uh, that I think, knowing my audience, a ridiculous amount of you are going to watch and engage with. And so, without further ado, I'd love for you two to uh, uh, introduce yourselves, maybe share the mic a little bit if yeah, you can, sure. uh, and tell everybody uh, who's listening what you what you do uh, and what you're about and who you are, and then we'll, we'll start to chat. Cool. Yes, my name's uh, Chris Brickley. I'm uh, an MBA trainer. Train, uh... Chris, I don't know how this happened. I always love how like I say I'm not gonna interrupt and then like one second. <laughs> but nice. I don't know, but this is how my life works. The fact that you're, you're so ingrained in basketball mm-hmm. and your last name has brick in it. I know people. That must be like how that hasn't hit me until this moment. That yeah. is the best shit. That's funny. I, I, you know, you read the comments, people they'll be saying that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go, go ahead. I never thought about it. Until you brought yeah. that up. Right? Yeah. Oh man, it's real. I, mean, I hear people calling brick all the time. But how does that? So how did someone listen to you about basketball? You have brick in your last name. People it's be like saying literally that. the most <laughs> negative thing about a shot. Yeah, they right? re- yeah. It happens all the time. But yeah, yeah, so I was I was the director of player development with the Knicks for four seasons. I kind of got my you know foot in the door with the NBA stuff, and then now I you know train a bunch of NBA guys. I own a clothing line called Colorblind, and uh, Black Ops is an umbrella that we do the training under. This is my manager, uh, Alex Koblenz. I work with a bunch of players like Trey Young, Kevin Knox, Chris. You know we we focus generally uh, on their digital side of stuff, but with Chris we do everything off the court. Got it. So with the players, you're their digital. Yeah. You're not necessarily their certified agent. No, definitely you're, but not. You're, an doing agent. The, no. you're doing the marketing yeah, stuff. Yes, so we work with Kevin. So with Trey, yep. right? For example, as somebody who's like super deep now into my number one thing on earth right now, like literally, I can't make people believe. By the way, let me hedge it here. I do not believe. I believe old basketball cards are ridiculously great long-term investment. Elijah won Barkley rookies For way sure. back. I'm gonna Lou, come in here and open the safe. I want to show them my Lou Alcindor rookie cards. I got a bunch um, of my dad. But on some short-term shit, and I don't know when the market call it the next 18 to 24 months, and then it might collapse. But for the next 18 to 24 months, rookie cards are the best. 50. Panini cards. What's that? What are those? Panini. These are Panini. Get the uh, uh, Lou Alcindor rookie cards. Is it only card? It's only cards in that safe. Yeah, look at it. You're, you're looking at it. Yeah, there's nothing but cards in that safe. Yeah, really stock is. certificates. Wow, autograph. Jackie Robinson. Rookie card, 1948 Leaf. It is. 10 wow. G's. What? <laughs> you pass these around like this? Well, I mean, for you two. Another one. Wow. This is fire. That's the real one. The real. You've got the real ones. Yeah. That's. Kareem's fucking rookie. It's amazing. That, that was one of your initial hustles was cards? That's right. Like I'm literally going full, like my current hustles are sports cards and wine. I'm literally living my 1994 life again. It's That's crazy. Cool. 25th anniversary tour, baby. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. Anyway, so 
Got it. So you do the you do marketing stuff for and you do marketing for him. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. He's like changed my life as far as uh, talk about that. Making... Actually, you know what? Back to like, a I want to make sure people know about your show. I don't want to talk about basketball culture. There's a ton of general shit I want to talk about. Mm. But actually, knowing how many entrepreneurs are here, so and personal brands and influencers, mm. you know, hearing somebody who saying that he changed my life, mm. we hear nothing but horror stories. Yeah. Of like, oh, I hired this fucking person. They took twenty percent. They did dog shit. It fucking sucks. You just said changed my life. Yeah. Take the mic and like one hundred percent changed my life. So why? I- As for everybody out there who's got a little something going, followers, a little fame, you know, Netflix celebrity or fucking Instagram, this and that, and like thinking about manager. Why did he change your life? Everything was all over the place. I thought I could. I thought I could just do my DMs and emails, contact these companies. And, um, and yeah, and so in like a year, he's gotten me, you know, I'm the first trainer ever to be, have my, you know, real sneaker deal, I have like an NBA player sneaker deal. Um, I'm in, in NBA 2K, I'm the first trainer ever to have my own character in 2K. That's fucking crazy. But next year, he's going to have a scene in the game. So like, so basically everyone in the world that plays a video game. You're going to um, make him the most famous trainer by a You have to train with me, yes. which is cool. Yeah, my tattoos on there and. Um, that was a nightmare. The tattoos. Yeah, it's a big thing right now. It's a huge thing. Oh, the IP. Oh, oh the yeah. artists are suing 2K. It's like left and right, so they had to like do this super complex. Yeah. This is where art. This is where people try to do like artists, t- tattoo artists out there. Own you. I'm gonna say something right now. I haven't heard about this only because I knew some stuff cover up the Hulu thing with Damon Lillard. If artists are trying to sue for their, it's their art on people's body when then it goes into games or movies and stuff. It's a really interesting thing. If you go down that route, they're gonna blur it out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now what? How'd you get put on in the first place? Facts. I think also there was other issues because, you know, there's actual... Well, I want people to steal all my shit, take all my content, make money. You know how many people run Gary Vee accounts on YouTube pre-roll and make money on my shit? <laughs> Do you know how many people strip all my content, set up a separate YouTube account that they own, and run ads against my shit and make money? A lot. You know who's the happiest of it? Me. <laughs> I'm getting the exposure. Mm-hmm. Keep the pennies. I'll take the dollars. Yeah. You like that one, Jason? That should be, that should one, be right? a t-shirt right there. That should be a t-shirt right one, there. Right? <laughs> Keep the pennies, Tyler. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so he's done, you know, I have a Red Bull deal. He's just got me all these deals um, that he's I... He's a full-time professional. I couldn't get myself. You, you ironically, as a trainer and mm-hmm. understands how many jump shots one has to take to be good at it, mm-hmm. on the business side, try to do the shit that us grub players think, oh yeah, well I shoot sometimes and I should be good. Yeah, it wasn't happening. It's the reps. For sure. That's awesome. So he's, yeah, he's done. And then, you know, I have a new uh, training facility. Just basically, you know, three, 360, uh, 44th and 3rd. So I helped design it. It's this beautiful, um, state-of-the-art basketball training facility. Let's get right to the elephant in the room for me in a good way, which is the fuck happened and why and when when all of a sudden everyone just started talking about this gym that the fucking legit fucking players during the off-season wearing funny-ass clothes. Like mm-hmm. so much of culture. It's like a, it's like a fashion show. Yeah, like... The hoodie shit. LeBron's <laughs> crazy, like fucking hiked up, hiked up shorts and shit. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, that's like, like, how the fuck did that happen? What was that? And for everybody who's listening right now, frame it up because I think a lot of people know about it because they've seen the clips, but they haven't made the association to your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, how did it happen? So in, you have this gym. In, in my in my mind, I, I just did, was doing these workouts. You know, I've I've always been in the fashion. Um, you know, I, I 
tattoos or whatever, whatever the fashion thing. I've always been in the music. Chris Brown was like one of my best friends years ago, and that opened the Is that gates. right? Yeah. That yeah. You can't, like you guys were friends as kids? No, I probably from uh, 24 to 28. Why? That was like someone, How'd you guys we, we connected. I was with Mello training in LA. He just got out of jail, and yep. um, we met at a party, and he's like, yo, what's the workout? So I worked him out. He kind of just... Loved it? Yeah, and uh, we became real close, and that's kind of how today I'm so... I, I went on Travis Scott's tour, taught him how to shoot for like two months during the winter. That was crazy. So pe- so, that's so funny. We're living such a fucking similar life, you and I, just in different skill sets. In the same way that all the th- people that I think are the coolest mm-hmm. want to come and get a skill from me in business, all the people that you think are the coolest want to get better basketball. Yeah, it's crazy, it's gotten, yeah. I think I want to get better. I have the worst jump shot of anybody I know. No, no, I'm effective with it, but from a form standpoint, it's completely dismantled. Thank you, D. He did, before he walked in. I don't think so. You'll, we need to do a session. No, no, it's incredibly awkward. It's some some Sean Marion shit. Uh-huh. It looks ridiculous and goes in way more than it should, but nowhere close to anything that's respectable. We need to do a session. Would you be down for that? Okay, uh, we're going to. I, I actually have been thinking a lot about, you know, I've been working out now for the last four years and I'm, and I'm starting to hit fatigue. I've gained some weight and I've like lost a little of my way and I think it's just boredom of the thing and I'm like, maybe I need to fight. Like lately I've been thinking about like, maybe I should fight. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should work out to actually fight. Like I'm like you know, it, you know, <laughs> I might dope. as well learn how to fight, right? Because like <laughs> at this point with what's going on in my life, that's probably a good skill set. Whether it's a as you get more fame and known, like something weird could go down and somebody gets crazy, and b as you get more known, you might just want to challenge somebody else that's cool and beat them up and have a viral video. Like I just want to beat up somebody, <laughs> <laughs> like you know. So like that might be a, <laughs> also that risk of getting. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not scared of losing. I would probably be the most excited if there was a clip of me getting knocked, knocked the fuck out by Dave East. Oh I'm like, this is, God. I'd probably, when I wake up the next day, I'd probably be like, yo, this is at least eight million views. I <laughs> could imagine. When you're not worried about losing, you know, scared money. You know, when you're not worried about losing, that's what I love about fucking UFC fighters. They all are gonna lose. It's the nature of the sport. It's not like boxing where there's enough padding where skill is, like it's just too raw. Anyway, nonetheless, so you guys became friends? Yeah, um, the question, how did I become, yeah, I, I don't know, I just, New York City's helped. New York City's helped, you know, being obsessed with the game has helped. Not caring about money for the first eight years of training's helped, uh, being broken. Stop. Stru- I mean, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. So I gotta use other examples besides me saying it or me living it. Tell the kids, how much you, today, mm-hmm. with all the, like 90% of my audience wants to be doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Tell them how much actually eating shit for eight years, for real, for real, and explain your shit eating. Mm-hmm. Because when you're not worried about money, you're eating shit. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you know, people are always like me, like, it was easy for you, Gary. Your dad gave you a liquor store. I'm like, you don't know my story. I built my dad's business for him. I left at 34. Do you think I would have started VaynerMedia at 34 years old in somebody else's ghetto fucking conference room if I had all sorts of money? You know, I built a business for somebody else and at 34 by never paying myself more than 100,000, I had no money. When I tell everybody to be patient, it's easy, I did it. Mm-hmm. I was 34 and I had no money. I made a video yesterday. If you're 26, I wanna remind you that I was ringing up people at a register in a liquor store when I was your age. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the eight years. Yeah. Uh, Shit, 
it, it actually kind of gives me, I don't even like talking about it because I don't want a kid to see it and be like, damn, I don't think I could. Yeah, I was just dead broke. You know, I, I uh, had zero money. I would do workouts for free. I would always, my, my account was always in the negative. People didn't think that though because I'd be around NBA guys. Uh, you know, I, I, I slept in the Ole Miss practice facility with rats for a whole year, getting $8,000 um, for the whole season. You know, I lived in New York and every debt you could think of possible. People thought that everything was good because I'm working on NBA guys, but it wasn't. I had zero. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in New Hampshire. Okay. So, right. So the people from back home are like, oh, he went to the big city. Oh, yeah. shit. Is that him with Carmelo? Yeah. And I think it's great. I but... didn't charge NBA guys at first. I, I just wanted to get my. Why? Um, I was worried that off the bat why because I was worried that if I was going to charge them that they were, were going to be like they weren't going to want to do it for, I don't know why I don't know by, why by way, period by the way for everybody who's listening and saying this is bullshit you tell like some people got mad at me recently you're telling everybody to do something for free I'm like I'm not telling anybody to do anything I'm telling everybody one of the ways to get in you're looking at two people who did things for free that got in you want to charge charge you think some noble act is being put on you of like, you should, like people are mad. They're like, you're, you're undermining the price of something. I'm like, no, I'm not. The market is the market. You, who the fuck do you think I am? You think my little point of view in the world impacts designers and artists and trainers? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm giving you one of the ways in. Subway and ramen noodles. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. They don't want to pay you. Facts. Facts. Yeah, man, I, I literally would go months Literally eating ramen noodles in Subway every single meal. Because uh, it's easy as fuck to do that at 20. Like the way you're saying it right now and everybody's like, you said, don't, I don't think anybody, that's easy at, in the 20s. It, we it, eat it kind of sucks shit. sometimes. Like, it just, sucks sometimes, you, but like it's not the worst in your 20s. No, no. Like if you're gonna make your dream, if you wanna be in fucking the two gay video game, if you wanna be friends with LeBron and Marlo, if you wanna be in sneaker deal, you need to eat some fucking bullshit mm. in your 20s, which oh by the way, you eat anyway. You'd much rather eat fucking shit in your 20s to live the life you're living now than to waste it. Like, do you know how many people complain and are living in a studio apartment in Bushwick and buying $5 coffees? You're making the wrong fucking decision. You don't want it that bad. You're not willing to sacrifice. You wanna make pretend you're winning along the way. There are a few times I would be a, pl- a player would fly me out. Say we'd be in Miami, and um, we we have to meet at University of Miami gym, and uh, I would have to take an Uber to meet the player. And that 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 Uber ride put you in the negative. Yeah, and then I, I didn't have a way to get back. And um, facts, life happened numerous times, stuff like that. So how'd you get back? Ask for be like, yeah, hey, I'm no, coming actually, with you. I would have to make up a story with the NBA guy. I, exactly. I didn't want the NBA player knowing I was broke either. Yeah. So I would have to be like, yo. Um, my, uh, I think I would say my Uber account was like, because uh, my rate, I would lie about my rating. I couldn't get an Uber. Can you, can Yo, you call me Yo, that two and a half star rating, I need you, dog. That's actually, that's actually true. Yeah, because I did that, man. I, oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you actually do have it. No. Nah. Because you're not a nice guy, right? No, like, I am. No, I'm, I'm just kidding, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, My rating yeah. is through the roof, by the way, because I'm all charming and shit in the back. Plus, I was like first. That's dope. We're I, talking about actually, that. Actually, actually. Actually, where is it? Where's AJ shit? Right there. Have you ever seen this? This is the one of the great mistakes of my career. Travis comes to New York and he's like, yo, Gary, I need you to take the first Uber in New York because I got to test the service. And I'm like, I got to go on this client call. I'm like, yo, AJ, take it. That is an email from Uber emailing wow. AJ 
thanking him for being the first ever person to take an Uber in that's wild. New York. How crazy is that email? Yes. Especially what's, it say? what's it say? What's it say for the podcast? It says, uh, hey, AJ, I wanted to say thanks for being our first ever Uber rider in New York. Guys, do you know how lucky the world is that AJ was the first Uber rider and I wasn't? Because AJ's super humble and quiet and doesn't talk about shit. If that was me, I would. this story would have been told today for the 19,000th time this week. Yeah. You also got a credit, it says, for 10 bucks. <laughs> I know, I might have to actually post that. Today's a big yeah. Uber day. Yeah. Today's a very interesting day for me. Wow. Yeah, this is- I mean, I lost, I lost out on lots, but I made lots. Nobody's crying for me today. This is wild. So yeah, so that's, that was your life. Yeah. When, did you, when did it turn to something a little more sustainable? You got the job with the Knicks? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure, that helped. Uh, my first year at the Knicks, I was an intern, okay. so they, were, they don't pay anything. I was, so I li- actually had to live with the, that is funny, I've never publicly said this, Good. I want, uh, some, it, I want some fucking scoops. Uh, yeah. So I lived with a girl. She was like my girlfriend, but I really didn't really like, like it like that. I was just living with her so I could have a spot to live. Um, it was in Jersey. Well, people do that all. That's yeah. So that's I, what I, every human does. There's that, a lot of that going on. A whole year and just because uh, I I just wanted to be in basketball. I wanted to work so bad that I would sacrifice my personal life of spending time with her. Who and I didn't even really. Love her. Maybe she might have thought I did. And then the next year, uh, I got a promotion, and then I actually broke up with her. It's of course, fucked of course. up. Well, uh, no, it was listen. Everybody who's listening, they up. think that's fucked. You know what's funny? They think it's fucked up. But if you really talk real shit, and humans don't talk real shit, people make trades, bro. People make trades. She might hear this, and instead of what everybody thinks, like, oh, her feelings are, she'd be like, I fucked them. That's real. That's real talk. Look at all the guys, everyone's like, John's like stunned. I'm, ob- I'm obviously using the ex- most extreme way to say it, but she's like, maybe she loved that year. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the best year. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe she's pissed. I don't know, but humans make trades mm-hmm. and humans make sacrifices and we don't talk truth in our society. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about sex in our society. We don't talk about money in our society. You know? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It's just the truth. You, everybody listening, you could judge. All three girlfriends I had in my 20s were there because I didn't want to be lonely because I was working from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every fucking day. I wasn't dating. I didn't go, I worked every Friday and Saturday night from 22 to 28 of my entire fucking life till 9 to 10 p.m. and was tired after working 15 hours in a retail store on my feet on the floor. So now at 43, it can be like, ugh, right, those girlfriends were a utility for an enablement for what I wanted. I was nice to them. We had good relationships. Yeah, same here. Sure, some of them are pumped that they could walk around and say they were my girlfriend for a couple years. Now it's not making it even better for them. And more importantly, not even like that, like low, like whatever, like more that, it was a, it was a fine time. Like everyone's trying to do the best they can and maybe I didn't even, I didn't fully realize I was doing that. Mm-hmm. It's subconscious. Yeah, it's true, that's true. Right? When I was it like, this is your master plan, I'm gonna, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you realize it later. Mm-hmm. So for everybody who's judging seven minutes ago, fuck you. Look at your own fucking actions. Facts. Yeah, so the Knicks and then, um, I guess just recently, just within the past year or so, I could tell, I told my dad, you know, he could retire. Um, Cause I, you know, that I could really take care of I could I, I start doing stuff with money and for the yeah. So Crazy, it took right? a long time. People, 
It didn't take that long. Let's, again, yeah. I'm, I'm going very real here. There's something about us together at this moment. Like I'm going to a lot of real places. No, it did not take very long. Sounds like it was about eight or nine, 10 years. When you live 100 fucking years, that's not a big percentage of your life. If you actually told people to eat shit for nine years, and it will highly likely result in a lot more of what you're trying to achieve, not maybe everything that you dreamed up and fucking yachts and shit, but a lot more than if you spent nine years being half pregnant, living in the studio by yourself instead of with a roommate, drinking a $4 blue bottle coffee in Bushwick instead of making Maxwell House, motherfucker. I mean this, we have to start talking about sacrifices for 1% lives. You wanna retire, Papa? You have to drink shit. There's nobody retiring their Papa starting at zero in nine years that drinks $4 coffee in Bushwick. And that's what I see from everybody. Everybody's complaining, eh, hard, takes forever. I'm like, you're wasting money on dumb shit. You're not that's sacrificing for your actual dream. You want it to be easy all along the way. You still think it's fucking high school and your parents are taking care of you. Mm. Soft. You guys are fucking soft. Well, a $4 coffee is like the, the easiest thing to cut out, right? I mean, <laughs> when, and ready for this? Actually, it's a great opportunity because I've been meaning to clarify this. I don't think people who drink $4 coffee are soft if they don't complain. Almost all my advice actually, and it's not even advice, because I actually don't think I'm putting out advice, I think I'm putting out context of information that you need to look at and decide what it means for you. That's my intent. Mm -hmm. But the one clarification just for everybody listening is, I don't think you're soft if you drink $4 coffee, I think you're soft if you complain about your life and drink $4 coffee. If you complain that you can't raise money for your startup, cool, save your money and you can start your own startup. I drink $4 coffee, but I'm not complaining out here. Yeah. So I don't think it took long, bro. And so now, uh, this, you know. How old are you? 32. I'm, I'm older than you think. No, you're not. And I think, because I can do basic math of like you being out of school in eight years, like, here's what I think. I think I wish a lot more people are really listening and paying attention because I think 99% of the world would eat shit for the first 10 years of their professional life to get the 32 to be in a position to be doing what they want lucratively. But they're confused because they didn't want to put in any days of sacrifice, let alone 3,650 of them. Mm, that's real. That's it. That's actually my current thesis on the whole fucking thing. Lack of sacrifice. Lack of sacrifice. For the ambition that's coming out of your mouth. Mm. I don't want anybody to be stressed. I don't want anybody to be upset. I just want, if you're telling me that you want to be the most famous basketball trainer in the world, that's rats in the gym. Mm -hmm. That's walking back because you can't get an Uber. Mm -hmm. That's not kinda sorta. That's not spending $4,000 on tickets on Coachella. I have no problem with Coachella. I have problem with you talking that shit and not living it. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything for the first 15 years of my life to anybody. Forget about social media. People are like, well, you didn't have social media. I'm like, I didn't talk to anybody. Go talk to my high school friends. Go talk to my college friends. I didn't even talk. Uh, <laughs> That's real. That is real. Cool. So now you're 32, yeah. and now shit changes, right? Yeah. Now you got to recalibrate. For sure. Now you actually have done the ridiculous dream that you thought for yourself. Yeah, but uh, I still want, uh, there's still so much more. In my mind, I'm still trying to, I still wake like, up every morning like I'm, I, you know, 
instead I, of big, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not. I believe that instead of bigger and better, right? A bigger sneaker deal, a bigger show. Instead of bigger, better, is there anything completely left field that you want to accomplish? Not in no, the, no. Just keep just do what I'm doing and just keep it going. I get it. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. So no, it's a funny thing. I think a lot about that lately for there's, myself. There's that one goal. Go ahead, push it. Oh push, yeah, so I want to be the first. Uh, Trainer ever to make it be in, inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Except that as coaches, there's. Can you talk about the Basketball Hall of Fame? Yeah. Why is it such bullshit? Now, <laughs> I know that's your dream and you're going to get it, and I'll tell you why. I got to get it. Why is it fucked up? Why is it to not have enough rigor? You know, this is what every fan's problem is with the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it so soft? You're just talking about the basketball one? Yeah, because the other sports are good. Right. Yeah, that's true. No, this is like a real. You have a hot take on this? Because I'm fucking pissed. You always have takes on these basketball. Listen. I think Ben Wallace is a fucking gangster. Like, is he in the Hall of Fame? You see what I'm saying? He's about to be. And Oak's not. I don't know why he gets started. Like, like, listen. He manages Oakley too. Oakley is in the Cultural Hall of Fame. Facts. But statistically, Ben Wallace. Uh... Do you know I can't like Oakley all the way, and I fucking love him. I love him like all time, but I can't love him all the way. Why? Because he's friends with Jordan and I can't get it out of my system. I can never fully go there. I'm, I'm in a very weird spot as a diehard 90s Knicks fan with Charles Oakley because I love him with all my heart. I probably used him to feel tough in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, he's all that. He's been to the office a couple years ago. I love him as a dude. Gamble, I fucking love everything about him, but I can't fuck with him all the way. It's because he's friends with Jordan? He's not friends with Jordan. He's fucking Jordan's he's, guy. He's close he with LeBron also. I don't give a fuck. I hate Jordan. He's right though. He's Jordan's guy. Like yeah, but guy, never, guy. But not like, like hey, I'm friends. Like but that didn't impact anything. In no, no, no. I, I definitely, I never felt that. I'm just talking life. He's a diehard Nick fan too. Yeah. Do you I know? Never that? once thought that that would be a reason why because he was friends. With never. Me no. too. Me too. Me too. Especially now, all these fuckers, all your boys, all the friends. I still don't like. I hate when people are like, oh, they're all friends now. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm. I, I'm friends, like, I've punched my brother in the face on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. I, like, did something, were you there when I owned clothesline Nate? I'll do anything on the court. So I don't think friendship matters. I'm talking just life. I'm pissed about it. Anyway, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I really am. I still can't deal with it. God, I, it's unbelievable how much I don't respect Nick fans that have any love towards Jordan. I don't think you can be in your 40s. I think you can be youngsters. How old are you? 34. You might just be young. And, I think you're young. And, I would say you're, like, if you're over 40, and I know, by the way, I know I'm on an island all by, like, this is an island of one. I've never worn a pair of Jordans, ever. I hate them, man. I really do. Do you wear Nikes? Yeah. I do. I'm wearing my K-Swiss, but I wear Nikes. But I just, I really dislike him, man. I really, really dislike him, man. I really, Mm -hmm. if I knew him personally, like that's the one thing I've learned as my life has changed. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Now I know these guys, and now I can't hate them the way I like want to hate them. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm scared to meet Paul Pierce because I love hating Paul Pierce. Mm -hmm. Like this week's been the best week. Mm -hmm. Paul Pierce getting shit on is the best. But I'm sure Paul's like a good dude. I actually like a lot about what I know about Paul. Like rug. Like I got like, a question I, for you. Go ahead. What's your take on when you when you because this happened a few times. You you go your whole life. You like love someone, look up to someone. It could be any the music or whatever. Then when you really get to know him, you're like let down. You're like I have zero expectation of others. Mm-hmm. You will never, Chris. You'll never meet a happier fucker on earth mm-hmm. than me. 
mm-hmm. for one core reason. I have zero expectations of human beings. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever let me down. I never gave them a chance. That's real. I don't have expectations. My employees don't let me down. I'm paying them. You know how crazy that is? That is, that is. Now, that's a weakness as a manager because it creates entitlement. And I've had to learn that over the last 25 years and gotten better. But it's crazy. I've never been, I knew where you're going with the question. And mm. usually I cut off what I know the question is. I'm trying to train myself now. Uh, it's a great question. And it's fuck, man. You want to talk about something I'd love to teach kids? Don't expect. Just because somebody can drop 52 a night, you think they're a nice person? Just because somebody's got a fat booty on the internet, you think they're yeah. a sweetheart? Like, don't have song. expectations. For sure. Right? On the flip side, my favorite thing on life, I was at Complex yesterday doing that sneaker show and the kid like was really pumped that I was nice. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. I love it on the flip. Mm. On the flip, I love over-delivering when people meet me in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I was out and about. Like, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> that's a funny way to put it. That's real. That, 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 that's funny. That was funny. You were posting about it the other day. Yeah. Saying what? No, I just, because for a number of years, I, I'm big on night walks, so I get... One in the morning, I walk a few miles, and it's just big for cool. my mental. And um, so I used you can't to do it anymore because you're known a little more. No, nah, I mean I, I'm not. Uh, now when I do the walks, people would be like Brickley, and so normally when my, when my mind is mm. in like I'm like in a weird state. If you catch me at one thirty and I'm in my walk, and you say Brickley, like I might look at you kind of crazy, because not because of you looking at me, because you're like I'm, pictures I'm in so your head. deep. I got it. So um, I went on Instagram and it got to the point where I felt like I was like freaking people out. Uh, I, I, was, I was like, you know, half joking, half not. Like if you see me in the street in the middle of the night and I looked at you like a ghost, like I apologize. And as I'm typing it, someone, it comes up to me and I put it on the camera thing. But uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I get it. You know what this is going to end up with? You're going you're gonna to replace that with safer places. My places are the bathroom the shower and airplanes, where I do that. The only places where I know I can go into that place mm-hmm. are the places where nobody can touch me. That's real. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable what the chemicals in my body do when I go into the bathroom, when I go into a shower, or when a plane takes off and nobody's boarding anymore and I'm in my spot. It is unbelievably important to the operating system of who I am right now. That's real. No, because I fucking hate the gym. Really, like, like this is like you know, so much of my advice, Schnell, about like what to do in life is predicated on me being a terrible student and hating the gym. For everybody who's listening right now that hates their job, like I understand. I don't understand hating your job because that was my great fortune of being an entrepreneur. But I understand the process of disliking something that you have to do. You know, mm-hmm. what do I, I don't? This is such a good show. Uh, what uh, you got? You have something big coming out, and I want to yeah, make sure we write for hook sure. That, so, break it down. Um, yeah, I got a show on ESPN, uh, ESPN Network called Declared. It's um, me getting NBA prospects ready for the NBA draft. So, do on court, off court. You know, get them ready from a skill standpoint. Um, get them ready mentally. And how just, much mental work do you do? Like, how much do you think? It, from your perspective that you're like a nail salon or a haircut like I love nail uh, uh, what is it called a neutral uh, do you know manicure, manicures manicures but there was something else remember they had a different term 
technician. You're on fire, bro. Yeah, they do call um, that. Yeah, yeah. Dustin doesn't talk for shit. All of a sudden, he's <laughs> drilling <laughs> fucking. Yeah. You're in your zone, bro. Uh, I love hairdressers and like you know, uh, you know, uh, manicurists and and just like trainers and like because there's so much. They're your therapist a lot of time. Everything, uh, facts. That's everything. It's it's you know obviously I need to know what I'm doing when we get in the court, but you know you're working on form, but you're also like talking them through their girl trouble. Yes, you know personal, uh, anything you could think of after a bad game, uh, getting into a fight with the girlfriend. You oh, know, right. family. I remember you tell me a story when we were hanging once of like being up super late because you got to watch the tape of a West Coast game mm-hmm. and you're fucking hitting them. But they and like some of these fucking maniacs, which I love about them because that's why they're winners, mm-hmm. want to fucking talk at two thirty seven, yeah, uh, like in the morning uh, of like why you know why you know why did they go three for eighteen from the floor? Yeah. And if I don't respond, I drop the ball. They 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 won't. I could lose the trust. Who's the forever. best? Def- who's the best defender in basketball right now, in your opinion? Kawhi Leonard. Who's the next best? Give me an unusual one because I know you watch a lot more shit than other people. Yep. Give me a give me a one that's not as Patrick easy. Beverly, uh, but that's that's pretty that's also easy, easy too. Uh, you got anything that's there? or last couple of years because I I know you might not Tony have Allen best too easy. Um, he was amazing. Yeah, the grit it was amazing. Give uh, me somebody that's like like I know you might not be watching film to this. I'm just being empathetic to all the things that are going on in your world. For sure. Give me one in the last five to seven years that you think it was like that you were like, geez, you know what? This fucking guy's tough. That you just don't hear getting headlines because all three of those guys I know as a casual. I mean, my football knowledge is much deeper than my basketball knowledge. But I guess this could be a, you, the name is big, but he doesn't get the credit. I actually think the best on-ball defender in the NBA over the past five years is Kevin Durant, which no one would think that. But I fully understand that. Because he's, he's seven length, feet tall. The length. And he moves like a guard, so he can guard a point guard, but then he can guard a five-man because he's so long. I think People don't talk about that. Stephen A. Smith doesn't talk about that. Uh, well, that doesn't get the, you know, that's not what people want to talk about. Um, how good of a defender I know like at this point and he's still a baby that you know there's less excitement for him but like like Frank on the Nick yes super defender yeah cool I'm happy you know it's funny I the Knicks have been so bad for so long and my career took off like my career I worked all the time like not took off I was about to say that since I was 22 I've been basically even that great 98 run I didn't fully, like, I was just working. Mm-hmm. So it was on the radio in the liquor store. Like, mm-hmm. it was hard. Like, it wasn't 94. Like, and football's easy for me with the Jets because it's Sunday, so I miss nothing. Mm-hmm. But basketball, even next year when the Garden's going to be rocking, Facts. Uh, I'm gonna be struggling to, like, really be in it. So, but the last year or two, you know, obviously we moved to Hudson Yards here. So I'm, like, got the crazy Knicks teats and I'm trying to do more. And, and just like the sports cards. I mean, these De'Aaron Foxes. I wouldn't have known the De'Aaron Fox four years ago in the league the way I do now because of the cards, because this. And I know the Knicks are coming. So like my basketball game has changed dramatically of like being on it mm-hmm. in the last 18 months. And the players look up to you. Yeah, you're right. And that's been really cool. So really, like I test, I'm like watching and I'm like, man, Frank could be just because I remember how good of a defender Derek Harper was Mm -hmm. like there was a time when I knew everything Mm -hmm. and so like that's what went through my mind like oh fuck he's like a new age Derek Harper Mm -hmm. he looks like a very I know he can't stay healthy right can't stay healthy and offensively he just he needs to get yeah he is he's He's a kid though he needs to get his confidence up Um, yeah he's only 19 right yeah he's really young he's really young defensively though you take on John Collins in Atlanta 
As a player? Yes, he's very good, actually. So I actually make a list um, when the season's done. And I do like five, ten guys that I'm like, I want to try. And I haven't yeah, trained with him, yep, and yeah. he's on the list. So He's on my he's, What's that? He made a big jump. He's on my list of sports card investment. That's literally, that was the most loaded fucking question. Like, should I drop five Gs on John Collins rookie <laughs> cards? Let me see what Brick fucking thinks. Yeah. Yeah. John Collins rookie card, we'll go for it. No, this is why this is such a great game. A John Collins rookie card's a couple bucks, right. but it could be 50 bucks if I'm as right about where I think his game might go. How much is some of those? The, like the well, ones the, that we brought the, out. Those were, the, the Kareem rookies are 8,000 a piece graded, wow. but like these Darren Fox ungraded, are four bucks, I think. So like, and then you can get graded, like that's how they go in these cases, like these, these, these Luca rookies. Oh, that's Kevin McHale. This, uh, that's Kevin McHale's rookie. This Luca, Luca rookie, mm-hmm. to put him in those cases, it costs eight bucks. Yeah. That Luca rookie's now 75. I bought, I was telling everybody on social media only 30 days ago to buy them, they were 40. Wow. It's an interesting game because I have to be careful because I have to really, really start doing a better job contexting. I think there's a really hot market for the next two years and I think people should buy and sell new stuff. What about like, the game used stuff? You hear that? You mean like, like memorabilia? That's not my game because there's no scale. Like I, I'm gonna buy, I, I, I bought 187 Giannis rookie cards in October for 150 a piece. Now there's 550. Wow. And for all the sneaker hustler kids, I think there's money to me. Like, I think there's a great two, three year run here for these kids. But why is two, three years? What's happening with the cards? I don't know what, if the economy collapses, the first thing that goes are cards, just like $4 coffee. You know, cards, I mean, nobody on earth will buy them when you're scared about money, so they go. So supply and demand, I think the demand's about to build up, but there's a lot of these cards. So if demand, it, like in the 90s, the whole collapse market of the cards, that's why it happened. And you gotta be right. Lonzo's have gone down dramatically in the last two years. So we could be sitting here 24 months ago, I could be talking heavy about this Lonzo thing. Kids could go out and buy them at, I don't know what it was, but let's say 75, and now two years later, they're at 25. Mm-hmm. So, the hype around him was crazy. You know, it's in, what do you think about him? I actually think he's really good, actually. I, I think do. He's, I, yeah, I actually weirdly think he, like I actually, that's, a, that's actually probably the guy I'm most debating to go all in on, because I think he's super low right now, mm-hmm. and everybody's mine, and I'm like, Here's my thing, actually, this is actually crazy why this is segueing in. Talk to me about, the. what is your macro take on people like Ben Simmons and Lonzo and people who, like, how much of a jump can, and I don't even wanna put you on its blast of like those guys, though I'm sure you'll be happy yeah, to talk okay. about it. How much better can a human get? Like, what's the great story in the last decade of somebody changing their form or becoming a ridiculously better jump shooter? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Anything stand out? I'm trying to think. Ben Simmons isn't going to just uh, all of a sudden be a knockdown shooter. It's not going to happen. Um, but, but it doesn't he, take he, away from... But he can do what LeBron and Jordan did in their careers, which is exponentially get better. For sure. He can keep getting better. And his shot can keep getting better, too. Uh, but What's to, scary is if he fucking... If he got a solid jump shot... For sure. He would become unbearable. Be a beast. He's a beast to begin with. He is. He would be that next for sure. I really like him a lot too as like a kid. Like I think, man, I really want him to develop. Well, I don't actually because fuck the Sixers, but he would be really like, that was for you, Ruben. You'll never convert me, bro. I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> fuck the Sixers. And I have like, I love JJ. 
Like I love Ben, I love Tobias is the best as humans, but fuck them. The grit about that city is dope though. Just the divide when you watch. Did we talk about this watch. last time? I can't uh, believe, you know, uh, you know this is my hottest take, right? I'm my sure. hottest take is Philly's the best city. It's dope, it's just like a, it's just like a. Yeah, like New York's the best city in the world, but I wish New York felt like Philly. Philly's a little rugged. Like New York's become too, Manhattan's too rich. Yeah. It's super rich around here. You go to a game at the Garden and it's kind of like Rick is fancy. You know when he's walking in the streets at those 1 a.m.s? He wouldn't have done that 30 years ago, no matter how tatted tough he is. Like New York's soft. <laughs> Facts, I have no it's True. Yeah. I walk around comfortable and cozy in New York now. 1978, be scared fuckless out here. New York Philly soft. has that. You know the best some... part is? The si- the <laughs> Listen to the background right now, New York. People and I were like, fuck. <laughs> Facts. Not who's, the, who's, who's the most, who's the, tell, I wanna finish this thought because I wanna get this and I know we have to probably wrap up because um, I got family stuff. Uh, the show drops, the show on ESPN. My goal is just to change these kids' lives in the sense of the, after this year's series, when uh, uh, the New York Knicks have the ninth pick of the NBA draft, they could pick uh, player A or player B, but player hold on, A was- Hold on real quick. Uh, you're making an amazing point, I'll let you do it again, but the the shivers in my body that just happened when you said the Knicks have the ninth pick, like if the Knicks don't like have- 2025 a, he's talking about. I got it, but if the, you know, if that happens to shivers, we should be really in a place where 2024 should be a good season. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting like, Pat Ewing's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Like if it, this is to me, you know it's ironic, I like the first three players quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I do think it's that kind. Like I'm gonna buy a lot of basketball cards this re- season because I think it reminds me a little bit of that. For Met, sure. You know, Darko was the one that didn't work out, but that rest of that class got crazy with Bosh and Wade and LeBron and Melo. That was a um, crazy class. That was a crazy class. Uh, these first three feel real legit. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. You know, Bar- you know Barrett's game reminds me of a lot, and I want to ask somebody more educated than me, and just like in a weird way, Michael Beasley. R.J. Barrett's game reminds me a lot of Michael Beasley. Like at this time in their careers, and obviously things evolve. Yeah, different. I don't know mindsets and those work. No, no, you're you see right. where I'm going. It, 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 he's like the guard version of Beasley for sure. Kind of like, the, like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And he's definitely thinking to be consensus third pick. I would. Yeah, I think it's still like a, you know whether the Suns get it and they need a point guard or whatever, but just off of talent, yeah, you could you be you could be three. What do you want to wrap up with? Anything that we no, didn't cover? Been, Anything interesting? This has been great. You gonna start collecting basketball cards? Yeah. Dude, uh, on a I very should. serious note, I kinda want you to. Yeah. I really think there's something brewing. Is it only Panini in the, in the Panini game? has the IP for basketball tops for baseball, Panini for football. Um, yeah. Because baseball is like the place where you can make. Early baseball, because you can get kids four right. years away, right. you can get crazy. You can buy kids for 50 cents that go for 50 bucks if you get Fernando Tatis Jr. The basketball, minor league card? the basketball, yeah, they're in the, yes, they sell them as minor league cards. Basketball, though, is culture. My hot take, complete thesis, my entire uh, point of view on this is sneaker kids are gonna realize that's great that you wanna get the Travis Scott Jordans, but you're gonna get one pair, and you'll make your money. But if you're right about Darren Fox, you can go on eBay and buy up a thousand of them for four bucks, and then when he pops, and they're fucking 39, that starts adding up, and it's liquid. It's, it e- liquid. it's liquid as fuck, it's eBay. You go to eBay right now, like it's liquid as fuck. You go to completed items, 
Like what sells, what doesn't, at what price. It's the, it's the most, listen, I've loved cards as forever. For me to now be talking about them, I, listen, I'm starting to build a good enough track record. I don't talk about shit for fun. I don't like to show videos like I did this morning about me passing on Uber. I like to show the shit where I'm like, you should buy Amazon and it explodes. Mm-hmm. Basketball cards are gonna go through the fucking roof for the next two years. Beckett's still around? No, Beckett is actually. You know what Beckett is now? It's a grading company. The price guide is eBay right now. Bro, if you really know basketball, like if you know if you know the dude from Toronto, what's his name? Yeah, Siakam. If you know Siakam's gonna pop last year, which people did, mm-hmm. and you bought him last year compared to this year, you made a fuckload. If you know the fucking kid in Sacramento, Shaw Golden, what, what was his name? Shaw Yeah. Alexander Clippers, Shai, exactly. yeah. yeah. I was just talking to him actually, yeah. If you know he's gonna pop next, cause he looks like he could be one of the guys, For John sure. Collins could be one of the guys. For sure. Like if you have, uh-huh. Like a finite time, right? Like where it peaks and then. Well, I mean, you wanna hear something crazy? I bought those 180 Giannis rookies. Well, aside from Let's those. stick with this real quick. And I sold, I sold 10 of them to just like, cause I was like, hey, I bought these for 180, I'm selling 10 of them for 300 a month ago, and now they're 550. Like, the market's hot. Yes, there's a finite time. There's, like by Alexander, the way, there's a- Alexander, he could have a good rookie year, play good for a couple of years, and like, like that, those cards you have in there. Those, well, those are, are iconic. What I'm saying, no, I'm this talking isn't about, like a buy and hold. This is like a trade. This, well, it's a buy and hold if they become you know, Kyrie. Sure. Like, 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 like you, it, it, become, it depends on how great, it, this is what's great. It's merit-based. It depends on how good they become. Like, just like their game use stuff, like their value is when they're actually. When he starts getting this mode, it no, means go ahead, he's go about ahead, to start buying cards. Go ahead. He's, about, he's it, about to start. Buying. I have a friend who's like heavily into the the game use stuff. Yeah. And the value of buying like a Damian Lillard now, right? His game use Portland Trailblazers. What is it going to be worth ten years from now? Is probably not going to be what it's worth There's, now. Yeah. Ready for this? That's exactly right. Here's how it works. You have to go top one percent if you're holding forever. What am I buying? LeBron rookies. I'm buying LeBron rookies for 1100. I'm buying Kobe rookies for 1100. I'm buying all time stuff. And then I'm speculating on under, D Lillard actually to me is still a speculation because if he has one more contract that's crazy, not in Portland, gets on a super team and wins a championship, he's underpriced right now. Yeah, you're right. Like I'm trying to figure out if Kimba or Kyrie's coming to New York and which rookie card I wanna buy for the New York bump. I'm not buying Leonard rookie cards because I think he's too not culture and no matter how great of a player is, it's not gonna be supply and demand enough because people don't fuck with him culturally enough. And there's nothing wrong with that, that's amazing. He's an awesome dude, I love how he leans into that and he's like self-deprecating. I buy Luca like crazy because, because he's white. And if he's Larry Bird, there'll be a market. I mean, this is just very basic shit. You're right. I know. Yeah, so I'm trying to help right. kids make some money out here, so pay attention. Steak and panini also? I have no steak and panini. I gotta go. <laughs> I, I, you'll appreciate this. I, the number one thing that would make me a ton of money right now is if Pinterest went crazy on the stock market. How many times do you think I've mentioned the word Pinterest in my content in the last two years? How many? Goose fucking egg. The number one currency in my life is being historically correct, not any of the deals I'm in. That's deep. It's, 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 it makes sense, right? Don't sell out. I've made money. I don't need to like, like you know, I'd love to have a piece of panini. Right. I'm trying to do shit in sports card world because I love it. Here's why. 
In 24 months, I'm gonna be not the only person talking about it. In 24, like I can't wait to be courtside opening night, Durant, Kyrie, fucking the whole Zion, and I'm gonna have like, I'm gonna, in my pockets, bring 50 rookie cards and take a selfie courtside with all the cards and be like, what? You get the jacket with the case and you open it up. I'm making a prediction. The way kids now, Rich the Kid puts fucking a stack of cash to his ear, Uh I'm making a prediction right now. In 24 months, people are gonna be flexing, holding fucking Lucas like this. Like what, like? Music videos. I mean, that's bold. It's a prediction. Buy some cards, just in case. I guarantee you, he's gonna do it now. Like it in ten I just, minutes. I'm just curious, like what? I didn't All right, we gotta go. We really, See ya. We-